So just for a little intro into the homily, I would like you to just pull out your purse, or if you have a wallet or any kind of purse bag, uh, just get that in your lap for a second here. I want you to take a look inside of it. What's in there? So the queen always carried her purse with her. Do you read about that? The queen of England, she always carried her purse with her. And there are a few things in her purse. That's what I want to talk about. But one of the things that she would do with the purse is she would use it for a signal. So, for example, if she was talking to somebody and she felt like the conversation was going on too long, she would take her purse from her right hand and put it on her left hand. And the guards would see that and they would come and save her. If the, conver the conversation was especially unbearable, she would take her purse and she would put it on the ground. And that meant, get me away from this person right now. Sometimes I wish I carried a purse and I could do that. <laughs> Finally, the third thing that she would do with the purse is when she was done with dinner, she would put her purse on the table. And that meant that in, in, by five minutes, she had to be out of there. So that was her five-minute si signal to everybody that she had to be out of there. So... If the homilies ever go too long with me, you could just take your purse or wallet, throw it there in the sanctuary, and that will be, uh, that'll be my cue to wrap it up. But what did she carry in her purse? On Sundays, she carried three things on her pur in her purse. The, w the first one was a lipstick and like a mirror thing with it. She carried that with her every, every Sunday. The second was she carried tissues. So she always had tissues in her purse. And the third was she had cash. She never carried cash except for Sundays. And you know what she carried cash for? The church. She would come to church and that would be her mass offering. Now I read that she only, she only gave five pounds, which in America is eight dollars. So that's a little strange coming from the queen. But, um, but no judgment, whatever people want to give, you know, feel free. So she carried these three, these three things in her purse. And that's what I'm going to talk about. Lipstick, Tissues and money. So we hear in the, the, in the readings today this whole idea of praying for our kings. So it says in the second reading from St. Paul to Timothy, I ask that supplications, prayers, petitions, thanksgivings be offered for everyone, for kings, and for all in authority. So I want to talk about why Paul is saying that and what that means for us today and whether or not we should pray for Queen Elizabeth, or whether or not we should pray for those in authority. So I want to talk about first her, her looks. So she is this classic queen. She's been there for a long time, but she was always known to be a person of elegance. So she always carried her lipstick with her, and she would not hesitate to, to apply her lipstick whenever she, she needed to. The little things that we do in life are important. And we are all baptized as priests, prophet, and king. So that means that you are, in all reality, a king. You are a queen. And so by that, I mean is there is a dignity to, to me. There's a dignity to you. And so I, I, I just want to like use that as an image of coming to Sunday Mass. I'm not harping on people that don't dress up for Sunday Mass. It doesn't matter to me. It's not a big deal. But there's something good about dressing up. There's something good about looking good. There's something good about presenting ourselves to God, 
in such a way that it shows of our kingship. It shows of your queenship. And so just as the queen always carried that mirror and that, that lipstick with her, it's a reminder to us of always being, re, uh, always realizing who we are, that we are kings and queens of God here on earth, that we're called to rule in that way. And so the little things that we do in life are important. So we hear at the end of the gospel today that Jesus says that if you take care of the little things in your life, I will place you in charge of greater things. And so he's saying if you are a good king or good queen of your dominion, your house, your room, whatever it may be, God's going to give you more and more and more responsibility and help you build a kingdom here on earth. So a couple of quotes from the catechism about this. Christ, high priest and unique mediator, has made the church a kingdom of priests for his God and Father. The faithful exercise their baptismal priesthood through participation, each according to his vocation. So you are a king and queen in whatever vocation God is calling you to in life. The catechism goes on and says, It belongs to the laity to seek the kingdom of God by engaging in temporal affairs and directing them according to God's will. Sometimes I hear this notion of separation of church and state. I'm not talking politics. I'm just talking this dynamic. When we hear separation of church and state, it has always been the separation of the state from impeding on the church. It's not the other way around. The church is supposed to have a part in the life of our governance and the life of our system. The, the church, you are called to be kings and, and queens, rulers here in our country and in our world. And finally, it says that, moreover, by uniting the forces that let the laity so remedy the institutions and conditions of the world when the latter are inducement to sin, that these may be conformed to the norms of justice, favoring the practice of virtue. And by doing so, the laity will impregnate the culture with works of moral virtue. And so that means if there, even if we're not living in a culture that is morally virtue, even if we may not have a government that is or isn't morally virtuous, you, by being kings and queens, are supposed to help with that moral virtue. So wear your lipstick if you're, if you're a guy, or if you're a woman, wear your lipstick. <laughs> Sorry. The second thing is uh, the tissues. So the queen would carry tissues with her wherever she went. She went through a lot. So she uh, was born shortly after World War II. And with the outbreak of the World War in 1939, the queen, who was then Princess Elizabeth, she was in early teens by then, and she wanted to contribute in some manner. She didn't know what to do, but she wanted to contribute. She was a young girl, and she thought, I want to do something just to encourage the children. And so she began this weekly radio station that she called the Children's Hour, and she would get on the radio just to talk to the children and to bring them comfort. She weathered the storms of what would be called her Annus Horribilis, which means her horrible year. Have you guys ever had a horrible year in your life? Yes, maybe more. So she lived through this horrible year and, and um, throughout that time demonstrated her graciousness during that time of, of loving her family and being there of her country during that time and leading them through this horrible year. I feel like we've been through a couple horrible years right now. But the importance of the tissues that were there to comfort one another. And maybe you're not going through a hor horrible year right now. Maybe life is good for you. There are people, probably in this church right now, that are going through this horrible year, that are going through a terrible time in their life. 
And it's so important that we bring our tissues, that we comfort them, that we help them and support them. I know that um, when things are going bad, we come to God, usually, right? So the churches were packed after 9-11. Anybody remember that, coming to church? And just the churches were absolutely packed. But I look out at you, who are so faithful, coming to Sunday, every Sunday, every Sunday of your lives, in good times and in bad, you're here to thank God for the goodness of our lives and to pray together for our world. There's something special about coming together, and sometimes people say, I just talk to God, I don't have to go to Mass. And No, there's something special about us coming together and praying together for God and interceding for our lives and for our world that is so important. So thank you for your, your witness of that. We hear in the psalm today, Who is like the Lord our God, enthroned on high, and looks on heaven and earth below? He raises up the lowly from the dust. From the dunghill he lifts up the poor to seat them with princes and the princes of his own people. So I think tissues can be a, a symbolic thing of that too, of wiping off the sin of our brothers and sisters, of helping them realize their dignity, that they do belong here, that they are kings and queens, sons and daughters of our almighty God. So carry tissues with you, and symbolically I mean comfort one another, comfort our brothers and sisters, heal them, and bring them back to the faith. And finally, the last thing that she carried was money. And the only time she carried money was when she came to Mass and she would give her offering. And that's where I want to talk about the, the end of this reading here, of the, sec the first of the second reading. First of all, I ask you for supplications, prayers, petitions, thanksgivings be offered to everyone, kings and queens and all in authority. Did you know that in our, our petitions every Sunday, there's an order to the petitions? And every Sunday, the second petition is praying for those in authority. So every Sunday we do that. We come together as the body of Christ and we pray for those in authority. And then it says that, why? Why do we pray for those in authority? St. Paul says that we may lead quiet and tranquil lives of all devotion and of all dignity. So primarily, again, that we pray for authority that they may allow us to live peaceful and good lives. He wrote this during the time when the church was being persecuted. So he was praying for those in authority, the pagans in authority that were killing all of our brothers and sisters in Christ. So Paul specifically says that prayers have to be said for kings and for all who are in high positions because they are responsible for assuring and ensuring what civil law is in line with, which is our natural law. And when its citizens are able to practice religious and civil virtues, rulers have a responsibility and therefore deserve to be prayed for regularly. And so I think it's important in this time of division, too, is that we pray for all of our leaders, whether or not we agree with them or disagree with them, but we pray for them, again, that they may allow the freedom of religion in our world, that we may lead lives of quietness and free from public uh, turmoil, that we may lead tranquil and quiet lives. Wouldn't that be nice just to live a tranquil and quiet life? And that's what we pray for. And so for all of these things, we come together today, gather to Mass on Sunday. We come as the body of Christ. We come here adorned like kings and queens, remembering our true dignity. We come here with our tissues, with our sadnesses, with our years of, of horror or terribleness. And we come here also to give 
We give God, just like the queen did, our, our gifts of, of tithing, of money, but we also give our prayers. We offer to God our lives and our prayers for, for those of the entire world. And so as we enter the Mass this Sunday, we pray in a special way. We pray for our world. We pray for all of those who are in offices of power. We pray that they may too have grace and that they may be graceful like the Queen was. And we pray in a special way that we to ourselves may realize that we are kings and queens of God. So carry your lipstick with you. Look good. Remember who you are. Carry your tissues to comfort those in need. And finally, bring your offerings. Bring your offerings to God as we celebrate the, these sacred mysteries. <laughs>